1: Everyone and welcome to uh, Future Rich Podcast uh, Wine Wednesday. We are back. We have had a couple of weeks where we've been doing it on Thursday or just answering questions. So I am back today for our Wine Wednesday, and we are going to go over uh, briefly life insurance. The whole point of these Wednesdays is to do topic-specific information and to allow people the chance to come in and ask questions for anything that's topic specific and just to give you some nuggets about various aspects of personal finance. So in case you don't have time to listen to a whole episode where I um, chat with someone about their finances, you're able to get um, the various pieces of information that you want on our basically short form here on Wednesdays. Um, So today we're going to talk about life insurance. I would say it's probably not one of our more popular topics. Um, so over overview of life insurance. So life insurance comes into play, at least um, in my mind, it comes into play when you have somebody who is reliant on you financially. So um, if you are a single person with... No debt you know no financial obligations to anybody then you probably don't need to have your own policy obviously there'll be exceptions to that um, but to give you an example uh, before I had my business um, I was working and living in New York City I had no debt I had um, a decent amount saved in my 401k I was renting an apartment and I had a really good amount in my emergency fund so I was 27 28 that. So if I tragically died at 27 or 28, which statistically is unlikely, but had had that happen, I'd have been hit by a bus or something to that effect. Um, there was going to be no financial tragedy um, by my passing. It would have been sad for a lot of people, but financially, nobody would have had a negative impact. So my 401k would have gone to my sister and my parents. Um, my mother is actually joint on my checking account. I don't even think that she realizes that. But um, They would have had access to my Bank of America account to liquidate it, and then personal belongings really, in terms of probate, that wouldn't really go through the probate process, meaning it wouldn't go through the court system, so my family would take my personal belongings and then break the lease, and that would have been it. But fast forward to where I am today, just to give you an example, I own two properties, I own two businesses, and... I have life insurance now because I have obligations to people. I have uh, two mortgages. I have a business loan. I have employees. And so if, God forbid, I got hit by a bus today, I have life insurance to make sure that my estate would be liquid so that everything could continue running um, until the plan that I put in place would be executed to keep the business afloat, um, to get the properties paid off, and who those would be going to. So life insurance for me now is uh, very important. That being said, when I did it, when I got my life insurance at the age of 28, when I purchased the business, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on life insurance, nor did I want to spend a lot of money on life insurance because, well, who wants to be spending all of their money on life insurance? So I used term insurance. So to give you a breakdown, the first thing you need to determine is whether or not you need life insurance. So me at 28, 27, didn't need life insurance. Fast forward, I needed life insurance when I had more financial obligations. So first determine if you need life insurance. Um, A lot of people get sold life insurance. There's a big difference between being sold something and going out and purchasing it as an educated consumer. So I'd like you to be on the ladder. I'd like you to be educated um, and then go out and purchase what you need rather than being sold something that maybe isn't the best fit for you but is the best fit for the the salesperson who's selling you that. So first, determine if you need life insurance. I believe that to determine if you need life insurance is that there would be a financial tragedy um, should anything happen to you. So married, living with a partner, children, supporting elderly parents, have a cosigner on a student loan. Uh, There's lots of situations where you have a financial obligation to somebody else. Um, If you determine you do need life insurance, then from there, just to break it down, to keep it real simple, there's two main types. There's actually three, but we're just going to keep it simple uh, for purposes of today. So there's permanent insurance and there's temporary insurance. So permanent insurance will stay with you the rest of your life. You pay that policy uh, forever. And it is the more expensive because it's a permanent policy. So typically permanent policies are whole life. Insurance companies give them all sorts of fancy names. So it's hard to identify what you're buying because every company has a different name. Um, So I always tend for most people, not all, but most people where they're looking just to cover the financial obligation aspect. So you have young children, you have a mortgage, uh, older parents you're responsible for. You would, um, it would be more expensive. So I would say stay away from permanent and look at temporary insurance. I'm a big fan of temporary insurance because it solves the problem without costing you a lot of money. So temporary insurance, you think about it just like you would anything else, like a lease or rent, you are renting insurance for a period of time. You can rent it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And at the end of that period, you no longer have insurance. The reason I like this is because at the end of the period, I usually um, defer to 30-year period or or 20, depending. Um, At the end of that period, my hope for people is that because you weren't spending all of your money on life insurance, uh, you were able to then accomplish all of your other financial goals, which would be paying down student loan debt, paying off a mortgage, putting kids through school or saving for education for kids, funding your retirement, making sure you have a good emergency fund. And so basically at the end of 30 years, my hope is that you've checked off all of your financial uh, goals and dreams and that you no longer need insurance. So at the end of 30 years, nobody is reliant on you financially Or if they are, there's enough money because you've saved for 30 years to take care of those individuals who are reliant on you financially. So that's why I like it. To give you um, an idea, let's see here, um, of what life insurance runs, this is just an example. And this is in our workbook uh, that's for free with our future rich class that's uh, available online. You can find it at our website, uh, www.futurerichpodcast.com. It's in our Future Rich class. It's day three. We go over insurance. Um, but if you were going to buy a $500,000 policy, and $500,000 is the amount that would be paid to your beneficiary. So if you did 500000 you were a 30-year-old female. Cause, you know, I like to always tell you what it is for a female. Usually we have a lot of females listening, although we probably have men too. But if you were to buy a permanent policy, it would cost you $455 a month. I think that's a shocking number because I think that you could do a lot with $455 a month other than pay for life insurance. That really only behooves you if you pass away. It covers a need, but it doesn't really, it's not for your retirement. Or you could do term, which is temporary insurance for a period of 30 years. So in this case, the person's 30 buying it and she will be 60 at the end of it. So I'm hoping at age 60, she has a fully funded retirement account, emergency fund, mortgages paid, all that. That would cost $35 a month. Now this is just an example to give a disclaimer. Um, It's a hypothetical example. I did run it with a female at 30 using various companies to see, and this is the ballpark pricing. So that works out to be over $5,000 a year of a difference. So that is why I really like term insurance because it gives you a lot of leverage. So you spend a little and if God forbid you passed away, you would get or your beneficiaries would get a lot. Cuz it doesn't matter if you bought the permanent policy or you bought the temporary policy. If you were to pass away in that 30-year time frame, your beneficiary would still get $500,000 whether you spent 455 a month or $35 a month. No difference. As long as it's within the 30-year period. So that is why I really like temporary insurance because it allows you to cover a big need with the least amount of money. And in my mind, the least amount of money gives you more financial freedom to work on your other financial goals, not just have life insurance, but have life insurance, pay off your loans, save for retirement and all that. So one question is how do you calculate how much do you need? And once again, you wanna know how much do you need because you don't wanna be sold something. A lot of uh, people will be asked when they're buying or being sold life insurance is, what can you afford? That's the wrong question. With life insurance, we're not looking at what can you afford, we're looking at what do you need? Because if you can only afford with a permanent policy $250,000 of life insurance, but your need is $500,000, well, we didn't solve the problem, right? You're still underinsured, so the problem is not solved. So determine how much you need, how much life insurance you need. You want to look. There's two main ways to do it. One, you can do income replacement, which is you can say, I make, well, just round numbers, I make $100,000 a year and I want to cover the next 30 years. Easy, just do the math. The other way to do it, which I would say is the more popular way to do it, is not so black and white. It's not just a mathematical number. It's You actually go and look at what your financial goals are for the next 30 years. So you say okay, my goal is to make sure that if anything happens, God forbid anything happens to me, that my partner doesn't have to sell the house because the mortgage is based on two incomes. So you say, okay, I want the mortgage paid off. I wanna make sure if I have children that if my, you know, there's money for my kids to go to school, I wanna make sure because maybe I'm the breadwinner in the relationship that my partner gets another 100,000 to put towards retirement because I won't be able, I won't be here and I won't be saving. So they're now gonna be relying only on their income. So that's where most people go down and look at a list and say, okay, if I were to get hit by a bus in three years, what would I want for the people that I'm financially obligated to, whether that's a partner or a parent, um, a child or children, and then you come up with a number that you feel comfortable with. That should anything happen to you, this is what's going to get paid out. So I like um, that's called the financial goals method. I like that best. That's how I did mine. I looked at okay. I would want my mortgages paid off. I would want to make sure the company was solvent for so many months while there was a transition. I would want to make sure that you know all the staff was getting paid. Um, so I did it that way. I didn't do but take my income times thirty years, or take my income times, you know, uh, fifteen years, or whatever period you're looking to cover. So that's important. The other thing to remember is life insurance proceeds, as long as it's set up properly. Um, are tax-free. So if you've got $500,000, it's not two hundred and fifty dollars after the taxman, it's actually $500,000 in the bank. So it's important to think about that. Another question we always get is, well, would I do this in addition to my work plan? If you get life insurance from your company, I think that's amazing. I would consider that the cherry on top, and that would be additional coverage. I think it's important for you to have your own coverage, because what if you switch jobs it depends on the company. Sometimes you can take the policy with you. Sometimes you can't take the policy with you. So you want to check what your benefits are at work. But I always think it's better to have your own policy and lock that in. Because remember, life insurance is based on age, um, whether or not you are a smoker. So if you're a smoker, it's always going to be a bit worse. Um, it's also based on health. So they have three usually rankings, preferred, standard, and below standard, and um, substandard. So they're going to be looking at weight, overall health. And um, so so male, female is going to play into it. Age is going to play into it. Your health is going to play into it. And whether or not your smoker is going to play into what it costs you to get insurance and whether or not you're insurable. There are cert- certain people that they might not want to insure. So if you have a health event, maybe you can't get insurance after that. So I like the idea of owning your own policy so that you know for 30 years, we're going to use the temporary insurance um, example, but that for 30 years you're locked in and you have your own policy and you can take it with you wherever you go. It's not subject to working for a specific company. And then let's say you work at the company and in five years you decide to leave. Now you're 50 and you don't take that policy or cannot take that policy with you. And now you need insurance from age 50 to 60. Well, it's going to be significantly more expensive and maybe you've had a health event and you're not insurable. So I think it's better when you determine that you need insurance to get it. And the younger you get it, the better because the cheaper it'll be. And hopefully, usually when you're younger, you've run into, not always, but generally you've run into less of these health events that could make you um, uninsurable. So to summarize, I think it's always important to have your own insurance policy. I'm a big fan of temporary insurance. I think it gives you the biggest bang for your buck. Um, But I do think that that should be in addition to whatever you get from work and what you get from work can be your extra insurance. Then that way you don't have to stress out if you want to change jobs or if God forbid you lose your job you have your own policy, you've determined what amount you need to feel secure in the coverage that you have, and you know for how long it's going to be, and you know what the price is. So if I didn't mention this earlier, with temporary insurance, you know exactly what you're going to be paying for that set period. So the premium you'd want to get level term, and you'd be paying the same amount of money, whether you pay it monthly, quarterly, or annually, uh, you'd pay the same amount for the entire time. So for instance mine's a hundred about hundred dollars a month like, like 98 and it will be that amount until the policy expires so important to note that so to summarize there are two main types of life insurance there's permanent and there's temporary i'm a big fan of temporary there are some unique cases where i think permanent would make sense for most people temporary is the way to go i think it's important to have your own policy and I think it's important that you're not um, sold it, but that you determine how much life insurance you need for yourself and your family. And then you go out and buy it. Um, and then if you have it at work, I think that's great. But that is extra. That is your cherry on top. So if you have more questions about life insurance, you can check out our online class, uh, which is at the www.futurerichpodcast.com. And I hope I answered everyone's questions. And we will be back uh, next week. If there's any topic you specifically wanna learn about or have questions about, let us know. Um, We are looking for more topics. um, So we are happy to get some feedback of what you're looking to learn about so we can answer those questions. But I hope everyone has a wonderful Wednesday.